won't you say his name?
90.7 WTCC. Good morning. Welcome to the Spoken Word. I'm your host, Bishop Talbert Swan II. And as usual, we'll be telling it like it is through cultural idioms and nuances that shape the order, ethos, and chaos of the African-American experience. Words have their own vitality. They shape their own consciousness and create their own context for interpreting social and spiritual reality. The spoken word contains the power to reshape the landscape of society. Six minutes, six minutes, six minutes. Dougie Fresh, you're on. No, six minutes past the hour, 9 a.m. I want to thank Mr. Kenneth Barnett for bringing us up until the 9 o'clock hour with The Promise. You can hear The Promise every single Monday morning from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., uh, bringing you the best in gospel music, a good way to start out your Monday morning, a great way to start out your week. And, um, well, it's going to be an interesting week. Um, tomorrow is Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday. Uh, primary elections will be taking place in a number of states across the nation. Um and it will give a good picture uh, in terms of the Democratic primary of uh, where people really are. Um, you know, folks will put a lot of stock into um, those first couple of pri- uh, primaries and caucuses in which black people really hadn't voted. Um, uh, but we're going to see what happens now. Uh, Joe Biden did win big in South Carolina. Um, and so uh, we're going to see whether any of that momentum carries uh, on to uh, these primaries that are coming up uh, on tomorrow. And here in Massachusetts, we'll be voting uh, as well. And so I want to see who your candidate is in this Democratic primary. Half past the hour, we'll be having um, our State House update with uh, State Senator Eric Lesser, so stay tuned for that. And then we're going to talk about, of course, uh, Super Tuesday. We're going to talk about the pandering for the black votes, various things that people have done to pander for the black vote that has been somewhat insulting because for whatever reason people think if you know I carry hot sauce in my bag or hold up a piece of fried chicken or listen to some rap music or get on stage with juvenile that black people are just that shallow that they're going to vote for me for that and then let me tell you what my problem was with Mike Bloomberg speaking from the pulpit of an historic black church, black AME church in Selma, Alabama, on the 55th anniversary of Bloody Sunday, and being accompanied by black politicians like Stacey Abram, and why it was a slap in the face to the memory of those who suffered uh, and sacrificed themselves um, during that very tumultuous time in American history. 413-736-2781. 413-736-2781. 413-736-2781. is the number here. Tell a friend, tell somebody that the bishop is on the air. Uh, you can check us out on all of our streaming platforms. 
uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter slash Periscope, Facebook Live. Uh, we'll go up on the gram momentarily. Um, but definitely, if you're if you're watching us stream, I got to turn this down. If you're watching us stream, I want you to hit me up with your city and town. Let me know where you're watching from. Uh, we, we we always love to know where uh, our listeners and viewers um, are coming from. Um, so hit us up with your city or town. Rep it, rep it, rep it. Okay, four one three seven three six two seventy one. And then we definitely want to know. Um, your take on the election. A um, uh, lot of interesting things have happened. Um, uh, Pete Buttigieg has dropped out of the race. He, he didn't see a clear path to victory, uh, but he says he definitely does not want Bernie Sanders to get an insurmountable lead. And so, you know, he was willing to get out of the race to make sure that didn't happen. And there's a lot of conversation going on about that and whether or not that was a good strategy uh, for Democrats. And um, so a lot going on, y'all. It's, it's, it's that season. It's, it's, it is election season. And I hope that you all are going to vote and not making any excuses as to why you're not going to vote. All right. So do that for me, please, ma'am, please, sir. All right. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 413-736-2781. Before I do that, let me take a moment of silence um, in honor of the memory of a gentleman who was an icon in our community here in Springfield, Massachusetts. Um, my family uh, was close to him. My mom and dad were close to him. Uh, we knew his children and um, Mr. George Marshall, who passed away, and his homegoing celebration is today at 11 a.m. at the St. John's Congregational Church. For those who are uh, able to make it and pay your respects, calling hours are at 9 a.m. Um, and so we want to take a moment of silence uh, in honor of the memory of Mr. George Marshall. Amen. All right. Uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. Super good. Anglewood. Purple rain falling down on the prince of the coast where the sun shine all year round. Purple haze over landscape still I hydrate in the lunch line. The smog and clouds, what, start me out uh, This song's in the key of life And love is in need of more Young from Inglewood Barefoot on the seat of floor If black music is the blood Then my heart has been beating more Rapidly, happily I look back on a Feeny Shakur Her son paved the way Now all eyes on me Cause I'm young, black, and gifted Nina, all eyes gon' see If you swung back when faced with a challenge That's meant to break you and balance scales You ain't average, now throw your hands on three Gon' put them up for black magic Black magic, black excellence Black habits, this black medicine Everything black Black chucks, black chucks, everything Everything black Black hug, black love, everything Praise black Jesus, play black Moses Give them flowers while they still care Black roses Everything black tribe, black pride, everything. Everything black pride, black lives, everything. Skin noir, friends noir, here you are, black. 
Everything you need, better believe you are that. So skin no up, friends no up, here you are, black. Every every time they hear this, they gon' say he made an anthem. Life ain't a pandas. Ain't black and white, it's a canvas. Spike me your dreams and Bruce Lee your tantrums. Two three that boy, then go Michael Jordan, go Samson. Knock down the walls around me, strong and dark and so handsome. Uh. Everything around me is shining dark and the time is divine I found a spark when the clouds leak and the rain fall and I found peace I'm black as the concrete, black as the street that's lined with the palm tree I'm black as the night sky when you broken your radio bacon just don't meet Black as the bottom of Chuck Taylor's, black on some haters Black as the burnt rubber hitting donuts in front of the store with two months later They got stopped in the cops, found a black burner underneath the seat on some Nat Turner Black as the judge roll when the case closed, now your life on the back burner Black magic Black magic, black excellence, black habits, black habits, black medicine, yeah, everything, black shucks, black chucks, everything, everything, black hug, black love, everything, praise black Jesus, yeah, play black Moses, give them flowers while they still give black roses, everything, black child, black pride, everything, everything, black pride, black lives, everything, skin noir, friends noir, here you are, black. Everything you need, better believe you are that. Skin no up, friends no up, here you are, black. Everything you need, better believe you are that, yeah. Mira negritos, puro amor pa' mis morenitos. Hice un giro, cambiando idioma. Huele palomas encima de roller coaster, cae cerca de la playa, ocean view. Black of the berry, the sweet of the juice, we dancing in soca too. Only f with few real to chill with us, build with us, to deal with us. Never pull the trigger, aiming at another man, but real hitters still pick up the phone. I ain't on this mission alone. Used to dream of really stacking my funds. Now my window's just as black as my gun. I feel divine. It came on time. God never changes, ain't gon' lie. I lost faith and cried. Then my faith revived. And as soon as I let go and surrendered to him, my talents, this young king took off like go go gadget. There go that black, black magic. magic. Black excellence. Black habits. This black medicine. Everything black chucks, black chucks, everything. Everything black hug, black love, everything. Praise black Jesus, play black Moses. Give them flowers while they still give black roses. Everything black child, black ride, everything. Everything black pride, black lives, everything. Sound 
so bizarre, so Now I'm texting everyone who wrote me off, yeah All of my homies stars We gotta make everybody know we are, yeah Oh, for God, this become my only job Oh, my God, lately I've been going hard Oh, my God Gotta treat this like it's life or death They throwing salt on the kid when I'm not even icy yet This is just a sample for people who haven't tried me yet Remedy for the industry minus bad side effects Was down before, now I'm up next I don't even own a watch, I damn sure don't have time to flex I'm barely out my mama's nest, I carry so much on my chest Got Donald up in office, we've been salty since Obama left I'm dealing with all kind of stress, I vowed to change the game I need to make sure that's a promise kept I'm working till I'm out of breath, no it ain't just a about a check, got pressure breathing down my neck. Your favorite rapper sound a mess. My crew, the truth, don't doubt the set. And I don't see a lot of threats. 413, I got a rep. I know a lot of cats who rap, but most of the time I'm not impressed. And I don't mean to sound like all the salty, all this talking about the market ain't the same. So I can explain why I'm not popping yet. To my story, you cannot attest. This is not a test. You don't got the answers. Yeah, project in the works. I swear to God, I'm setting standards. Yeah, got the folk like, oh my God, yeah Going hard, yeah Flowing all, every track showing off, yeah I hear most of y'all sounding so bizarre, so Now I'm texting everyone who wrote me off, yeah All of my homie stars We gotta make everybody know we are Hope to God, this become my only job Yeah, oh my God, lady, I've been going hard Oh my God, only positive vibes when I'm with the squad Y'all can stick to the beef like a shish kebab Yeah, I'm the truth, you can never say I lied If you heard that I quit, it's the day I died Got the folk like, oh my God, yeah It going hard, yeah Flowing all, every track showing off, yeah Lord, I repent, I know I said your name in vain I just had to let these people know I'm finna change the game, whoa need to do differently in terms of economic and educational policies, we began to transform weapons uh, into tools. They should have arrested his teachers. They should have arrested the police officers. They should have arrested the mayors. They should have arrested the governor. They should have arrested a whole lot of folk for stealing from us long before. Y'all ain't gonna help me preach. So we need to change the conversation. We need to change the culture, but then we need to change the curriculum. The Bible says they shall beat their swords into plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall we study war anymore. I think we have to take a hard look as a country at what we feed our children both in the classroom and through the media. The truth of the matter is that we are not serious about real education reform in this country. We're not serious about equitable education in this country. Amen. Because there's still two school systems in Massachusetts and across the nation. One white and affluent, the other poor and black and brown. And with these disparities in the classroom, the wealth gap between blacks and white continues to widen. And if we want a different kind of reality for our state, for our nation, it's not coming through the legislation of guns, but through equity and education. If you want safe communities, educated citizens. Give every student the same books at the same time. Put quality teachers in every single classroom. Enhance all schools with art and STEM research programs. 
and then watch the children rise. Change the curriculum. We need to ask ourselves, what are they studying? Who are they emulating? Who are they imitating? What models do we as a culture lift up to them? What values do we instill in them? What morals do we provide for them? What kind of curriculum are we giving them? When a kid's models are hustlers, then he's going to graduate from hustler school. Y'all ain't going to help me preach in here today. When his example is the con people, then he's going to graduate from the school of con artistry. Go on, preach, preacher. Uh, but when they sit under their own vines and under their own fig trees, no one shall make them afraid. Don't miss that. Micah says they shall sit under their own vines. Everybody say their own vines. And their own fig trees. In other words, they are not renters. They are owners. The economy has shifted from being someone who has to pay to use someone else's to owning their own. If you want to change weapons into tools, you got to create a pathway to ownership. You got to destroy systems that allow people to profit off of other folks' poverty and build an economy that allows people to live with dignity through honest labor. Dismantle the check cashing and the title loan industries that rob the poor with sinful interest rate. Provide fair alternatives to traditional banking that empower people rather than making them slaves to an unending cycle of debt. Stop redlining our community and giving us high interest rate. Come on here, somebody. Uh, you've got to understand, i got to get out your way here. Uh, but whenever there is uh, inequity in a community, it creates an underground economy. Can I prove that? Do you remember when the demoniac, uh, my God, uh, was in the Gadarenes and Jesus went and cast the demons out? into the swine. You've got to understand that was a kosher community. It was a Jewish community. They don't even eat swine. They don't eat pork chops, hog mog, uh, uh, bacon. Y'all ain't gonna help me here. Uh, 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 there was no pig feet, no pork rinds. Amen, somebody. No chitterlings. None of that, but they were raising pigs. Why were they raising pigs? Whenever there is social inequity, it creates an underground economy where people have to deal with hot goods in order to survive. And so what happens up here in the hood, come on somebody, uh, you, there's a liquor store on every corner, you can find drugs on every corner, you can find an illegal gun on every corner, because there's an underground economy, because they're saying if you won't hire us, oh my God, if we can't get a job because of the record that you gave us by criminalizing us, we've got to make ends meet somehow. And so we got to sell a little rock over here and we've got to sell a little something over here in order to make it. Oh my God, but when you change the curriculum and teach people uh, how to make an honest living, my God, uh, then we'll change our weapons uh, into plowshares. And I came to this house this morning with a word from somebody. And I want to tell you today, uh, don't worry about it. When we see these shootings, when we see all of these things as heartbreaking as they are, I want you to understand what happens in the end of all of this. Would you tell your neighbor, neighbor, I know how the fight ends. Because the fight is fixed. What do you mean? Look at your neighbor one more time and tell him, neighbor, don't worry about it. The fight is fixed. Oh, my God. 
you've got to understand, my sisters and my brothers, is that I know it doesn't make sense from your perspective. But from a God perspective, victory is not determined by the outcome. But victory is determined by the income. In other words, it's established by what's on the inside of you and not what's happening on the outside of you. Victory is established by faith and faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In other words, you can know that you won the fight before you ever step in the ring. Would you tell your neighbor, the fight is fixed. I don't know what battle you're facing right now. I don't know what enemy might be raised against you right now. I don't know what devil is trying to do in your life right now. I don't know what mountain is standing in your way. But I came to tell somebody that no matter who you are or what you're facing, the answer is still the same. Your victory is not external, but your victory is internal. Man in the world doesn't determine your victory. What's going on around you doesn't determine your victory. But I got something on the inside that's working on the outside that'll bring about a change in my life. I came to tell somebody that in spite of El Paso, that in spite of Dayton, Ohio, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us for greater Warning weather forecast from Western Mass News. After a chilly weekend, we have a milder day on tap for today. Clouds and sunshine and a nice afternoon with temperatures coming up into the lower 50s. For tonight, it'll be mostly cloudy, maybe a sprinkle or two overnight lows near 40. Then for tomorrow, partly to mostly cloudy with showers developing in the afternoon. Periods of rain for the first half of tomorrow night. Highs tomorrow, though, in the low to mid-50s. Then for Wednesday, we'll dry out quickly under a blend of sunshine and clouds. It's breezy and cooler with temperatures in the middle and upper 40s. With your Western Mass News First Morning Forecast, I'm meteorologist Dan Brown. This program has been underwritten by Metrocom Income Tax Service. Hi, I'm Tom Morrow, president of Metrocom Tax Services, specializing in individual sole proprietorships, corporations, partnerships, estate tax planning, accounting, and bookkeeping, e-files for faster returns. Metrocom Tax Service, where early filers get early returns. Located at 11 Preston Street, Springfield, 413-737-8446, 737-8446. W- 
with TCC. We'd like to thank Metricom Tax Services for underwriting with us. This program has been underwritten by the helping hands of St. John's Congregational Church. Hello, this is Jamina Scipio McFadden, and I'd like to invite you to the 10th Annual First Ladies Luncheon on Saturday, March 21st, 12 noon at Shea Joseph. After 10 years, this is our final luncheon here in Western Massachusetts. This year's guest performer is award-winning gospel artist Tremaine Hawkins. Hawkins. It's Tremaine Hawkins. It's the color is silver. Join us for food, fun, fellowship, and an opportunity to donate to local community agencies. This year's luncheon is sponsored by Helping Hands, the nonprofit of St. John's Congregational Church. 413-734-2283. We look forward to seeing you there for the final First Ladies Luncheon. WTCC would like to thank Helping Hands of St. John's Congregational Church for underwriting with us. This program has been underwritten by Westfield State University and Springfield Public Schools. Hi, I'm Dr. Cheryl Stanley, Dean of Education at Westfield State University. And I'm Azel Kavan, Chief Communications Officer at Springfield Public Schools. Do you want to be an inspiration, transform a life, become a teacher in your neighborhood right here in Springfield? A career as a teacher at Springfield Public Schools allows you to work in a field with many opportunities for promotions and salary increases and inspire you from your community to dream beyond their challenges. A unique partnership between Westville State University and Springfield Public Schools paves a pathway for Springfield Public School students to become Springfield Public School teachers. For more information, contact the Springfield Public Schools High School Guidance Counselor or Westville State University. Reach to teach. WTCC would like to thank Westville State University and Springfield Public Schools for underwriting with us. Ninety point seven WTCC. Hello. Good morning. Welcome to the spoken word. Bishop Talbert Swan the second in your radio in your ear. We're coming up first with um, Senator Eric Lesser with our State House update. Then we're going to get into the rest of our conversation. Keep it locked right there. Four one three seven three six two seven eight one. Senator, good morning. Good morning. Greetings from uh, Pittsfield. I'm in the Berkshires today for uh, for a big ways to mean hearing. So gotcha. So, so I, I, I I figured you'd 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 be uh, around the state <laughs> or some uh, campaigning for somebody or something. <laughs> I know. Well, we we do need to do state house update, but yes, we have to talk about a uh, presidential campaign for a little bit because there's a lot going on. What are you? What's your prediction for Massachusetts? Uh, uh, I think Elizabeth Warren might take Massachusetts. I hope so. Yeah, I, she certainly earned, has earned it. So she's. I know. I know you're with her. I'm with her. So um, yeah, but we'll. See she should Bernie take. Ma- she any- should take Massachusetts. I know Bernie's been here. He was here in Springfield uh, just the other day. Um, but I, 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 I believe she'll take Massachusetts. She's got to take her home state. It's, it's, it's not going to look yeah. good. She doesn't take her home state. You think? Uh, what about now? What about Biden? How close do you think he'll get? think uh i mean i think it's kind of bernie warren here in massachusetts but uh yeah people shouldn't just count biden he had a big surge on saturday yeah well i mean it, 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 
everyone predicted he would take South Carolina. It was really just a matter of by what margin. Um, right. And, and, right. They, and they were gauging um, the viability of his campaign based upon the margin of victory. If he had only took it by a couple of points, they, they would have thought that his, his campaign was still on life support. Uh, but he, he took it by a significant margin, and it, but it's going to remain to be seen until the results start pouring in tonight whether or not that that little bump in South Carolina carries over uh, to Super Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, I think people were just shocked at just how big that margin was. I mean, he won every single county. Um, yeah, it was 30 points. I mean, uh, you got got to hand it to him. It was a huge win. So uh, that scrambles things for sure. But, yeah, it'll be interesting. Well, well and, then, and then Pete Buttigieg getting out of the race um, to prevent Bernie from getting an insurmountable delegate lead kind of shakes up the whole uh, primary. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how that impacts uh, Super Tuesday. I was seeing on Twitter there were a lot of people, you know, both in Massachusetts that has early vote, California has early vote. People were posted on Twitter. They're like, "Hey, can I uh, can I go back and redo my vote if <laughs> I already cast the vote uh, in the early vote and the candidate drops out?" It'll be interesting right, to see what it is. right. That's that's vote. an interesting phenomenon. Now, the the interesting thing for me, I was really. Um, surprised at um, how well Buttigieg was doing um, in in just about all of the primaries, and I was also surprised at him consistently placing above Elizabeth Warren, above Biden. Here you got this small town mayor um, who, who who has kind of a spotty record when it comes to race relations in in his own city. But somehow um, he was able to resonate with voters enough um, to be a viable candidate. And so the question, you know, comes up uh, over and over again. Uh, what does that mean? Um, is is there a right. sexism thing happening out there where where Liz Warren, who seems seemed like a much more viable candidate than a Buttigieg, um, was consistently placing under him? Uh, is is that a is that a sexism thing that people aren't ready um, for a, a female as president? Uh, what does all of that mean? And so you know, people are really trying to interpret that. Yeah, no, I think those are fair questions. I mean, you know, then we we probably won't know the answers until everything is over and we can really dissect it. But I, I do think what's interesting is this kind of fundamental question. Like if you think about Bernie on one side. And maybe, uh, and maybe Buttigieg on the other is, are people looking for a revolution, uh, or are people looking for a reformation? You know? Um, so I think it's a, a genuine question. I'm not sure the Democratic Party and the primary voters are completely settled on which road to take. And, um, well, see, the other thing know, I, I think, think is, 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 is Democrats are, are really divided on what they're doing. Whereas, uh, on one hand, just about everybody who's a Democrat, and I'm independent, by the way, but just about everybody who's a Democrat is saying, we want to get rid of Trump. They're all saying that. Um, but then you have you have some who are saying, you, you've got African-American voters that are saying, hey, we want to get rid of Trump, 
But we don't want to get rid of Trump and exchange him for someone who we think uh, shares a lot of the same ideologies as Trump, who just has a Democrat by their name instead of a Republican, i.e. a Mike Bloomberg. Um, and then you've got, you know, white liberal voters who are saying, well, that's not important. It's only important to get rid of Trump. And you've got this friction going because you've got black voters that are saying, hold up, you just woke up to realize racism existed after Trump got elected. We've known it has existed our entire lives. Our, you know, our goal is to get rid of white supremacy, racism, anti-black bigotry altogether, not just get rid of one person. So there's there's some serious tension going on within the party. All right, I think I lost the senator. Uh, hopefully he'll call back in. Um, but, but, you know, that, that that's going on um, within the party and I think that's something that Democrats have to grapple with um, you know white liberal Democrats have to realize um, that that black voters and, and, and other voters of color um, it's, it's not just about we got to get rid of Trump it's, it's, we got to get rid of systemic racism we, we got to get rid of um, um, all of the systems that exist um, that oppress our people, and 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 we're not, you know, singularly minded in targeting one person as if that one person created that uh, level of systemic racism in America, because that's not how that happened. Um, bigotry didn't get here uh, when Donald Trump got elected. Um, that that's what folk need to really realize. Uh, news flash four one three seven three six two seven eight one. Hopefully, we'll get the senator back on, um, uh, and and continue our conversation. Um, but I'd love to know, you know, your takes on um, the election. Um, love to know what you think about. Um, um, the new dynamic of the election. Let's see if we got him back on here. Uh, good morning. It's uh, hey, it's Eric. I, I think that was Bernie cutting our signal. Oh, it probably was. Who, who knows? <laughs> Sorry about that. No problem. That's what happens when you have two bars when you have two bars and you try to call uh, call into a radio show? I got you. But if, if I drop you, if I drop you again, I'll call right back. All right. So, so I was saying, you know, you got this dynamic going on in the in the Democrat Party, uh, where you've got white liberals saying, "Just get rid of Trump, just get rid of Trump." You you've got you've got black and brown voters saying, "No, let's get rid of systemic racism and not trade one uh, problematic candidate uh, for another one simply because they're a Democrat." And so there's some real tension going on within the party uh, in more ways than one. Yeah, and I guess the question is is whether that can get reconciled for Tuesday, right, when there's 14 states, you know, including very big, very diverse states like California and Texas, um, you know, whether whether some of this can get resolved now or, or how much longer this, this drags on for. Uh, because if, if, if those divisions continue to you know, to, to, you know, to get worse even, um, you, you could end up with a, with a big problem. So hopefully, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully it can begin to begin to get resolved. But a lot, a lot of news. Yeah, basically. tomorrow will be a very big day. 
Well, then the other thing is 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 um, you've got you've got some candidates that are saying, you know what, um, we're going full throttle all the way to the convention. Um, um, you know, like Elizabeth Warren, um, who was saying, listen, all of these millions of small donors um, uh, that have um, supported our campaign have an expectation for us to do so and and the rules that Bernie and others came up with um, was that um, just because someone has a plurality of delegates doesn't mean um, that they should be the nominee and it's interesting how um, the Bernie campaign uh, which was down with that four years ago, all of a sudden they don't want that now. And <laughs> and many of his supporters who are saying that if Bernie, uh, you know, racks up all these delegates, other folks should drop out so the party can be united going into the convention. And they, they act like people have amnesia and don't remember how long Bernie stayed in the campaign when it was obvious that Clinton was going to be the nominee. <laughs> Isn't that a shock? Yeah. <laughs> what's, I, the, uh, what's the expression? It's, uh, you know, where, where you sit depends on where you stand or uh, fool me once. Or <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got you to gotta, you gotta love politics. Absolutely. Give me a quick update on what's happening at the state house. Yeah, so a lot, lots going on. We're approaching budget season. Uh, so the governor a couple of weeks ago put his uh, budget proposal out, and then in April the House will put their version out. Senate puts their version out in June. Uh, but the process is really beginning in earnest now, which is part of the reason I'm in Pittsfield today. I'm a member of the Senate Ways and Means Committee, which is the committee that's tasked with preparing the budget. So today we're doing a hearing in Pittsfield on two big topics, environment uh, and environmental issues, fighting climate change, uh, conservation efforts, that kind of thing. Uh, and then the second big topic is transportation. So, of course, really high on that list is going to be funding for the rail service, um, improvements for the PBTA and for our regional transit authorities, which is always high on the list. Uh, and, and talking about some of the transportation programs. Um, we had really good news last week for Western Mass. The Healthy Incentives Program uh, is going to get uh, a new uh, round of funding, which will allow farmers markets to take TANF vouchers all through the winter. Uh, this had been a big issue for us in Western Mass. A lot of our farms uh, rely on the program. Certainly a lot of our families, communities uh, use the program to buy fresh uh, vegetables and food. So we got good news on that last week, uh, and then we've got uh, got a couple of big uh, big events coming up uh, later this week. Um, we just did a big mental health bill, uh, and we're going to hopefully be doing another big health care bill, including things like telemedicine uh, the week after this. So, a uh, lot lots going on. Uh, again, we're starting to move towards uh, really kind of significant budget conversations, so people should really be tuned in and, and paying attention to that. Uh, but the but the big news uh, coming out of last week was really what we did around mental health care, uh, and then coming up in the next week is going to be some continued health care bills. So uh, a lot happening, but people should always be kind of reaching out to us if they have questions, and if you know if we can be uh, of service to anyone, you know please let us know. Another uh, issue, just you know as I'm thinking about it, that we're going to be working on a lot the next few weeks is making sure that the Student Opportunity Act is fully funded. You know, last year in November. 
you know, a historic new law was passed to provide more resources, more funding to our public schools in the state, and in particular, funding for our urban public schools uh, in, our ga- in our schools in our gateway cities. Um, unfortunately, the governor's budget proposal did not fully fund what the commitment was from just this November. So we're going to have a, a lot of work on our hands in the next few weeks, uh, next few months, to make sure that both the House and the Senate uh, restore that funding. So, so people should keep an eye on that. Very, very important for Springfield, Chicopee, Holyoke, Pittsfield, Greenfield, uh, Worcester. Uh, you know, all all the all of the big school districts in the state. So we're going to be working on that a lot the next few weeks. Sounds good. Uh, give us your contact information. How do people get in touch with your office? Yep. Well, thanks, Bishop. So people can give us a call four one three five two six six five zero one. And for Worcester, Mass, that's five two six. Six five zero one. They can also shoot me an email, uh, Eric Lester at masenate.gov. Again, Eric Lester at masenate.gov. We're on Twitter at Eric Lester, uh, on Facebook at Eric Lester MA. Again, at Eric Lester MA on Facebook and on Instagram uh, at Eric Lester MA. So, social media: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, phone, email. Uh, any any of those any of those work, and if people are in Boston or if they ever end up, you know, finding themselves in Boston, they can also pop by my state house office, which is room four one zero at the state house. Again, four one zero at the state house. All right, always a pleasure, Senator. Looking forward to seeing what right. happens tonight. Yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to dissect uh, the results. So certainly be a lot to talk about. So appreciate it. <laughs> All right, take care. All right, thanks, Bishop. Yep, bye bye. is the number here. Listen, yesterday, there was a number of congregants um, at at an Alabama church, uh, the Brown Chapel AME Church in Selma. Uh, Selma was one of the flashpoints of the civil rights movement. Um, Yesterday marked the 55th anniversary of what's known as Bloody Sunday. um, When marchers were going across the Edmund Pettus Bridge uh, and were attacked by police officers. That's the march uh, where Congressman John Lewis uh, had his head split open. Um, by a police officer Um, and there were many across the nation who gathered uh, to reenact that march Uh, many groups and organizations uh, were part of that church groups, fraternal groups my fraternity was there Um, um, and churches opened up their pulpits to uh, presidential candidates and politicians to give remarks uh, about the significance of Bloody Sunday. And at this particular church, uh, Mike Bloomberg was delivering a speech. And as he delivered his speech, some of the congregants stood up uh, and turned their backs on him. Um, um, now, you gotta first of all, and 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 I I, I don't like to question 
what other pastors do in their churches, uh, you know, because, you know, one of the things, you know, I value is um, the autonomy to creatively express our faith and our culture um, um, in our churches. But I'm just going to, you know, ask the question anyway. Is what would possess a pastor to allow a figure like Mike Bloomberg to address his congregation on a day as significant to the struggle of black people as the 55th anniversary of Bloody Sunday? I don't know Reverend Leotis Strong. Uh, as far as I know, he's a great pastor, great individual. Uh, so let me just say, that's nothing I would do. Um, a Mike Bloomberg would never speak from the pulpit of the Spring of Hope Church of God in Christ on Bloody Sunday. He probably wouldn't speak there on any Sunday, but definitely not on Bloody Sunday. Um and, and 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 here's and here's here's my reasoning. Um, Bloomberg and 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 Bloomberg supporters keep trying to create a narrative um, to justify what Bloomberg's record is around stop and frisk, and then to rehabilitate his image in the black community like he's some changed man. No, no, no. Let's just keep it a buck. Bloomberg is 78 years old. If you've been a bigot for 78 years, all of a sudden, a week before you decide to announce you're running for president, all of that gets washed away. Come, stop, y'all. Just cut it out. Just cut it out. So let's just be real. Mike Bloomberg, people say, well, it wasn't Bloomberg's policy. And Bloomberg keeps pushing that narrative. I inherited this. How many chief executives, whether it's of a company, an organization, a church, or even this, uh, a city as a mayor, inherit policies? inherit staff um, that once they get in office they determine this is not good policy this is not a good staff person I'm going to change it we are not going to move forward with this so so let's let's not talk about he inherited the policy like him continuing to enforce it and to utilize it and to tweak it and defend it was not his own choice. Stop it. You cannot push the policy off and say this was the former administration after you carried it out for 12 years. You can't do something for 12 years and then blame somebody else. Oh, I, I inherited this from them. But you're still doing it 12 years later? You ain't stopped it yet? Not only did he not stop, stop and frisk the racial profiling of black men in New York, he enhanced it.
I mean, they they upped it several notches. Five million stops during Bloomberg's administration. They stopped more black men in New York that than exist in New York. Okay? How do you stop more black men in New York than exist in New York? Because you're stopping tourists, you're stopping visitors, you're stopping everybody because they're black. This is what he did. And then people say, well, you know, it got 100,000 guns off the street and they talk about its success. 98% of the stops yielded no results and the people were innocent. Tell me somebody in what world does any policy that you enact that has a 98% failure rate is deemed to be successful in what world so here's 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 my thing this guy even when a judge ruled stop and frisk unconstitutional defended it in court spent six million dollars of taxpayer money to defend it to appeal it and was continuing to verbally defend it years after he, he only got sorry a week before he announced he was running for president so here's a guy who made a career of hunting black men and supporting police brutality who's speaking at your church on bloody sunday where we're commemorating people being beaten up by the police. How does that make sense? Good morning, caller. Good morning. God bless you, Bishop. I don't always agree with you, but today I wholeheartedly agree with everything you're saying. But I just want you to like let the people know those are all Democrats that are pushing Mike Bloomberg on the people. And so that's what is disturbing. And you really touch my heart saying Trump is not a sole problem. Well, if we get rid of Trump, how do we get rid of all of the other people that are just like Trump? So I appreciate you more than anyone in the whole world today. God bless you. And let's just try to be hopeful that we pick a candidate that works for all of us. All right. Thank you for your call. You know, that, that that's my thing, y'all. I mean, you, 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 come on. You, you, that's who you want to speak at your church on, on Bloody Sunday? Good morning, caller. Yes, I was just calling, though. I was wondering about um, Mike Bloomberg. He sent me something in the mail to, um, to vote for him, saying that he was, um, it was had to do with Greenwood, the Black Wall Street. And he was—he sent me something in the mail saying how he was going to help black people rebuild Black Wall Street. You know, oh, of course. Everything. See, he—he—he's see, see, he, got all kinds of initiatives now that he wants to run for president. And here's my thing. Here's my thing. And 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 this is just something to to really consider. This guy is the tenth richest man in the world, not in the United States, in the world. Sitting on top of over $60 billion. He's been out of office as mayor for seven years. If he was so sorry about stopping Frisk, why was he still defending it up through last year? And not only that, why didn't he spend one dime out of his vast fortune for these Greenwood initiatives or for any type of initiative that was going to help black people 
in the seven years he's been out of office as mayor. See, everybody wants to come up with, this is what I'm going to do when I get your vote and I become president. Well, here's a guy who has the resources to have done something by now and hasn't. And here's my, my take is always the best indicator of what a man will do is what he has done. Good morning, caller. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best indicator is what, what he's going to do is what has he done. And when you ask what Mike Bloomberg has done for black folks since he's been out of office, what he has done to um, try to reverse, some of it can't be reversed because some lives were irreparably um, damaged as a result of his policies. Some lives were lost as a result of his policies. Has he gone back to those families to make amends? I mean, no, no, no big blanket, I'm sorry about stopping Frisk, I made a mistake. No, you damaged real lives. Real lives. And, and, and this notion that he said he's sorry, black folk, stop it. Stop it. Listen, I'm a Christian, I believe in forgiveness. I don't believe forgiveness means you face no consequences for your actions. Forgiveness does not mean that I got to vote for you. Forgiveness does not mean I have to place any level of confidence in you. Forgiveness does not mean I got to even speak to you. Okay? And this notion that he said he's sorry, y'all. Let's just move on. Why are we always the ones who are supposed to just move on from people who have brought such pain to our communities. Why should we just move on from 25 years of mass incarceration as a result of Joe Biden's crime bill? Why should we just move on from 12 years of being hunted like animals by Mike Bloomberg stopping frisk? Why do, why do white folk get to just say, I'm sorry for murdering you, brutalizing you, dehumanizing you, now vote for me? Stop it! Good morning, caller. Good morning, um, Bishop Swan. Um, it's nice to know that you're we're very on target. But I just want everybody to understand that in New York City, in many of the boroughs, which makes up New York City, the majority of the elected officials are people of color. So Bloomberg um, should have been answerable to those council who prescribe for those vigilante-type actions. So um, I hope we don't fall prey to that. Um, both as it relates to the um, coronavirus, which there's no known cause or how the symptoms may appear, but yet they want people to be afraid. So thank you and continue good work. All right. Thank you for your call. I got to move out your way. James Lewis is in the studio. He's coming up next with mid-morning jazz, great black music. As we consider voting, um, you know, this whole notion that we shouldn't criticize any of the Democratic voters, people keep telling me, Bishop, you're not going to find somebody that's perfect. And I'm not looking for somebody who's perfect. And never have looked for anybody that's perfect. But don't tell me that I should not critique the record of those who champion policies and practices that devastated black lives, black families, black communities simply because they might be able to beat Trump. 
that if they're able to beat Trump, we should brush aside anything they've done to devastate black people. Forgive them and forget and move on because we got to get rid of Trump. No, I'm I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm too old for this now. I'm over half a century. And I'm tired of being told that I've got to just swallow and and keep moving and make my choice between Satan and Lucifer. You know, that is always what is preached to black people. And particularly from Democrats, because here's what I'm going to say, and I'm I'm a, I'm going to get off the air. Democrats have to stop presenting to the black community. At least we're not them. At least we're not them. We're not Trump. We're not Republicans. We don't do what they do. We we we're not. Uh, overtly racist like them so you got no choice but to vote for us regardless of how we take your vote for granted regardless of how we've got a policy and a promise for every other segment of the democratic quilt every other community we got something for gays we got something for transgenders we got something for women we got something for hunchbacks we got we got something for everybody but we're not going to promulgate any specific policy for black people because black people are going to benefit from what we have promulgated for everybody else because a rising tide lifts all boats and if we are the backbone of the Democratic Party and the most loyal constituency of the Democratic Party, then we ought to challenge them and ask them, why does every other community that you all depend on get specifics that benefit their community, but not black folk? And even black candidates like Kamala Harris. I'm not going to do anything specifically for black people. No. Her own words. It's like they get nervous that if I do something specifically for black folk, I'm going to make liberal whites mad. Which begs the question, are liberal whites just as racist as conservative whites? Because why else would they be mad about policies that benefit the most loyal constituency of the Democrat Party. Why can't we talk about reparations? Why is Bernie Sanders against reparations? But Nina Turner and Killer Mike and Sean King and Cornell West and everybody else wants us to vote for Brother Bernie. But Brother Bernie is in support of reparations for Jews, even though Jews uh, were not oppressed in America. Their oppression through the Holocaust, etc., happened in a whole other country. But black people who were enslaved, brutalized, dehumanized, and oppressed in America, he's against reparations for black folks 
we have a right to demand something specific for our community. I got to get out your way. If you're looking for a place to worship, check us out at the Spring of Hope Church of God in Christ. We're located, uh, once again, at 35 Alden Street, Springfield, Massachusetts, the Brick Church right there. Join us tonight at the Greater Harvest Church of God in Christ, 64 Boston Road. I'll be preaching there for the start of the Greater Faith District meeting, 7.30 p.m., uh, meet us there and then meet us at the Spring of Hope Church on Friday night at 7 o'clock uh, p.m. Once again, every Sunday, 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. Uh, we'd love to see you in the sanctuary. Until the next time I talk to you and you talk to me, always remember God loves you and so do I.
John Crawford, say his name. John Crawford, say his name. John Crawford, say his name. John Crawford, what you say his name? Michael Brown, say his name. Michael Brown, say his name. Michael Brown, say his name. Michael Brown, what you say his name? Say his name. 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 What you say his name? Say his name, say his name, say his name. 